Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Influencers Community Podcast with Heaven Omena, where every Tuesday I'll share with you simple things you can do to become more influential for God in your community and the world at large. If you're listening to me for the first time, you're welcome to the show. Like I said, this is where I share simple things. <laughs> do well to um, listen to other episodes. After now, I believe you will find great value there and as for those who are already family welcome again so this week has been interesting a lot of things have been going on but i intentionally don't want to talk about (laughs) yes a whole lot of things from elections to so many things that on a normal day heaven should have an opinion on them but mm, nah I don't speak because people want me to speak. I speak as I'm instructed and as I'm led. So I'm not led to make public some um, opinions that I have. Yeah, let's leave it like that. Okay, cool. So I made a public opinion poll on Facebook and my WhatsApp um, influencers community there. I asked between two topics, what do you want me to teach on? A leader's secret to influencing people and four things you must receive from this person generation interestingly it was a tie so those who are seeing this episode right now like ah he did re- he did not record our own no no it is a tie next week i'm going to record um the next one but this week i'm privileged to share this with you now how did i come about this um just for today well i was talking with my dad the other day and he began saying some things to me that better they thought in me and as i began to think in that line i realized that there are certain things my generation will never know unless the previous generation passes it to them like we are the link between the passing generation and the next generation we have a huge responsibility to receive and transfer a lot of things a lot of things but you see these four things i want to mention today if we don't pick them hmm Oh my God, life is going to be very hard for us. Very, very hard for us. You see, you need, you need a, lever- a leverage in this life. You and I, we need an advantage so that we can succeed early in life. If you're listening to this and it looks like your own early life has ended, no, it hasn't. You can always still pursue them and make some level of progress with your life. But we need leverage. We need an advantage. So we can succeed early. We need to understand that if we have to work and wait for your labor to accrue before you become established, man, two of us are going to arrive late. Yeah, me and you listening, talking right now, listening. We're both going to arrive very, very late. That's just the truth. So we need an advantage, a system of advantage that helps us shoots us up just like that but also i realized that 
life like a building, like a building project. Every generation comes, they lay um, a block on the foundation already laid by those before them. And for us, it's an opportunity to lay another block so that we can stand above the level they stood and have a clearer view about life, have better perspective, better insights that influences our thoughts and our decisions and our actions and ultimately our results. That's how life should be. It shouldn't be that, oh, one generation was building on something and then another generation just comes from nowhere and push, throws it away, starts building another one. That's, that's so much waste of time, labor, and everything involved in building this thing called life. You see, a generation is going. Whether you agree it or not, a generation is going. A generation is passing away. And there are a lot of things that generation has. Wealth in diverse forms. This podcast, we're just going to talk about four. But they have wealth in diverse forms. And they must transfer that wealth. Because when they came in, they received it. They profit with it. They made a name with it. And now they are living empty-handed. They came empty-handed. They must go. They must transfer it to the next generation. And whoever receives it, if the person has sense, the person will run with speed. But if the person doesn't have sense, oh, okay. <laughs> so, a world, massive world transfer is coming here. Yeah? Massive, massive world transfer is coming to my generation, you and I. And we must collect these fortunes to move with speed. Whether you like it or not, the wealth must be transferred. They must transfer it. They can't die with it. If they die with it, one way or another, it must move from hand to hand. Wealth is held by human beings, <laughs> not dead people. So it must be transferred. But if we neglect these fortunes, if you and I neglect these fortunes, the world is going to be transferred and you know what it means. We're going to suffer. We're going to have to do everything from scratch. Okay, so what are these four things? Number one, the blessing. You see, in Genesis 25, scripture records there that Abraham gave the sons of his concubines gifts and sent them away. But he kept Isaac close and he gave Isaac all that he had. Now, all that he had is not limited to material possession. All that he had also included the blessing. Because if you read further, immediately afterwards, you see that Abraham died shortly after. And scripture recorded that and God blessed Isaac. And if you read on in Genesis, you see where there was famine in the land. Isaac was scared. He wanted to run. God told him, no, don't go. Stay in this land. I will bless you. And surprisingly, in a season where onions was more expensive than... <laughs> in a season where onions was so expensive, Isaac was boiling. Like, people could not dig wells for their survival. And the literal meaning of those wells being dug is... They didn't have streams of income. People could not generate income. But 
Isaac could just go with his men, his boys, and boom, they dug a well. And they would come and collect it. Boom, he digs around. They come and collect it. Boom. Like, what do you think was the driving force behind Isaac's ability to generate wealth from nowhere? Is the blessing. The blessing transferred to him from his father, Abraham. The blessing is the spiritual router that attracts everything into your life. There are some things that comes into your life that you can't you can't really explain what seed you sowed or what thing you did in particular that brought it. It's just as a result of the blessing you carry, the oil you carry on your head. And this one is so intangible, like you cannot physically collect it. So you may be wondering, so how do I receive this blessing from them? This is not like those Nigerian home videos where um, the mother is about to die or the father is about to die. So, my son, come, let me bless you. No, no, let's not, don't be deceived. The blessing is not transferred in one day. The blessing is transferred over a period of time. As you take a particular posture, that is how it's transferred. It's not, it's not one um, eventful day where the mother is lying about to die or the father is about to die and he lays his hand and says, oh, nah. That could be the official day when the world starts counting it. But long before that time, you will know <laughs> if the blessing will be given to you or not. You will know. You will know. Okay? So the first thing is the blessing. The second thing we must receive from this passing generation is knowledge. Kai, knowledge is super, super important. Knowledge gives you speed, amazing speed and an edge over your equals. Knowledge, it gives you speed and an edge over your equals. People must surrender to you in this life either by power, spiritual show of power, or by wisdom, which is applied knowledge, or by money. <laughs> the other day I tweeted something. I said, "Wahala for who no get God, wisdom, or money. You are defenseless." It's true, very, very, very true. So knowledge is super important. And how do you receive this knowledge? If you think you're just going to sit down and the whole thing just dangle into your head, bah, I'm sorry, you are wasting your time. The Holy Spirit said something to me the other day. I needed to, 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 I was curious about something. I was asking him to review and teach me something. And then he told me that there's no point in him teaching me what he has already taught another person. I could just go and read it up. Instead of me taking him back and him teaching me that thing all over again, I can just go and read what he has reviewed to another person and come back to him so that he can take me to the next lesson which that person has not captured yet. Isn't that amazing? So, you must understand that God God teaches us things through people too. Some may say, what do you mean? So the Holy Spirit cannot teach you. No, 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 no. Don't get it wrong. If you are in a condition or in a situation where you don't have access to those people who he has taught, then fine, he will teach you. There's no problem there. Or if your own case is peculiar with him and he doesn't want anybody to interfere, fine, he'll teach you. But don't expect the Holy Spirit to start teaching you again what he has already made available to the body of Christ through someone else. That's pride. Like, simple pride. <laughs> Humble yourself. Go get that knowledge. 
so that you can come back and you guys can quickly build up. There are so many things you need to learn. So many things you need to learn. You don't have to drag him back by insisting that he must teach you that thing by himself. So, knowledge. How did Solomon achieve so much so early? This is because he downloaded so much knowledge from his father, David. You don't need a special Bible study session to realize this. Solomon grew close to his dad and he observed a whole lot of things. The wisdom of God in Solomon. Yes, Solomon asked God for an understanding heart. A heart that understands people. That's something I'm going to talk about another day. That, that word, an understanding heart. People say he asked for wisdom. Well, check again. Check the Greek text and every other text. It points more to an understanding heart. An understanding heart is really a mystery. If you understand how people think, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, you have them at the at the back of your palm. That's not a matter for you. But yes, he asked for an understanding heart. Okay, let me just summarize like this. Yes, God gave him wisdom. But also Solomon learned wisdom from the things he saw his father suffer, from the things he saw his father pass through. From the, the battles and so many things you know, must have seen his father do. He received knowledge, wisdom. You you it's, it's evident in his writing, reading the book of Proverbs. Several places he says, My son, do not despise my counsel. Pay attention to my words. That's him telling you, I want to transfer something to you, guy. <laughs> something that's going to help your life. <laughs> Better pay attention to me so I can give you this thing. And it will give you speed. Where people are running buruburu. Okay, sorry. <laughs> buruburu means round. <laughs> Where people are running buruburu, round up and down. You already have clarity and direction. And you're moving with speed in the right direction. That's number two. Number one, the blessing. Number two, knowledge. Number three, access to people. Oh my God. Oh my God, access to people, Jesus. Relationships are super, super important. So important that Solomon had to counsel his own son in the book of Proverbs 27. In the book of Proverbs 27, Solomon gave a very wise counsel to his own son there. He told him, Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. In another translation, you can say, do not forget your friends or your father's friends. There's something about your father's friends that you should know. <laughs> oh God, if you, if you let them go. Now, when I talk about your father, I don't just mean only um, biological father. Spiritual father, any person who is a father figure to you. There's something about their friends you should know. You, you already know this now that wealth flows in circles. Knowledge flows in circles. So many things flows in a circle. If you are not within that circle, it's not flowing to you. If you want to get it, you have to come into that circle. Now, whatever success you see your father achieving, you should understand that he has a support system that is sustaining that thing for him. So when Solomon says, forsake not your father's friends, he's trying to tell you that, see, the people who made this thing possible, don't despise them. If you come out of that circle, you, you come out of the flow. So we must receive access to people, relationships. 
relationships. They are the channel through which blessings come. Apostle Joshua Selman will say, all blessings come from God through people to people. All blessings come from God through people to people. They don't come directly from God. No. Through people to people. Nothing comes to you directly. Through people to people. Hold on. Let me clarify something here. Someone say, what? You mean nothing comes directly? Well, there are certain things God will give you directly. But he gives you those things so you can give people. So at the end of the day, it's still the circle. It's still going around. True people to people. That's that's really what's going on. I love Pastor Jimmy so much. Pastor Jimmy would say, money is just paper. It's fake value. The real value is people. The real value is the kind of people you have access to. Okay, look at how Solomon applied this thing. In First Kings chapter 5, when it was time to build the temple, what did Solomon do? Solomon called his father's friend. Can you imagine? He called his father's friend. King Hiram of Tyre. He called him. He said, remember, you are, my, you are, you are, you are a friend to my father. I remember when my father was alive. He wanted to build the temple. And... God said, no, you should leave it for me. Now I want to do it. Remember, you're my father's friend. Remember the good times and the bad times. Come, I need your help now, bro. And what happened? He sent him so much resources to build the temple. Look at, study the kind of wealth Solomon had in his time. Those things were not natural resources in Israel. Where have you heard that gold, silver, was a natural resource in Israel? Yet, scripture records that. Silver was so common. <laughs> so common. It was everywhere. So many things they had that was not natural to them. But by the reason of the access Solomon had to his father's friends, to relationships, to people, he was able to channel those things into his own nation and build them up. So access to people is a very, very important thing we must receive from this passing generation. Not all of them will pass away at once. So, as you inherit access to them, you begin to network with their own seeds. And you guys begin to grow your own um, empire or base or whatever. And are you seeing how things are transferred from generation to generation? Access. Access to people. Now, the fourth thing which you must receive is... Material possession. And I, I, I kept this to be last because um, this one may be available, may not be available. But if it is awesome, if it's not, no problem. The first three will still get you the fourth one anyway. So, material possession. This gives you a physical advantage that secures your freedom. Do you know why money is so powerful? Money affords you the opportunity to do what you want to do, when you want to do it. In other words, money gives you freedom. So imagine someone gives you a million dollars at a very young age and you are smart. You know what to do with it. You know where to put this money that to give you 30, 60, 100 fold back. What has he done for you? He has saved you the pain, the cost of hustling how many years. Imagine if you have to work. Imagine if you have to earn $10,000 a year. How many years are you going to work before you get to a million dollars? And then in one day, in one day, in one day, someone compresses over 10 years worth of work and gifts you. 
hey, hey, in one day, 10 years of labor has been compressed and given to you. In one day. That's, that's an amazing advantage. Amazing advantage. So now you don't have to spend 10 years plus hustling the money. You just have to use those 10 years to multiply it and expand. And you know the beautiful thing about money? The more you have, the more you can have. Not just money. Anything that can be converted into value. Anything of value. Anything of value. Anything of value. Anything that can be valuable to another man to the degree that he he tenders illegal uh, currency to possess it. It can multiply. It can multiply. And this passing generation, they are not going to go with these things. Like, like, they can't. They must give it to someone. They must will it to someone. Whether a help or a, a relative or whoever, it must be willed out. They, you can't bury it with them and go. <laughs> it, you can't. You just can't. They must give it out to someone. And these things will give you advantage. When you have the blessing, when you have knowledge, when you have access to people, when you have material possessions, they will give you massive advantage, massive leverage. At a very early age in life, you're already doing greater works. So what are the keys to receiving these things? Remember when I was talking about the blessing, I said, it's not one thing that you just, oh, one ceremony, and then they pour 25 gallon of oil on your head and say, oh, today now we'll pour the blessing on you. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but that's not the way it works. But I've highlighted four keys that I have seen that can be used to receive these things. Four keys. Four. Practice these four keys diligently with this person generation, and you are sure to receive one of these four things according to the measure that they have. Number one, humility. The ability for you to humble yourself, being free from pride or arrogance. You see, one of the things that makes my generation is going to have a little challenge is that we have so much knowledge everywhere now. And knowledge in itself has one, one just one bad attribute. It pops up. It makes you feel like bones that have rise. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying all these things when I have international audience, but I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it, that's what knowledge does. That's, that's the only disadvantage knowledge has. It, it puffs you up. But if you have Christ in you, that, that shouldn't be the case. Love will edify and unite. But So we have so much knowledge everywhere today. And guess what's happening? So that, um, What am I saying? <laughs> A lot of people's Shoulders are getting puffed up. Nobody wants to bend their head down anymore and listen to anybody. A lot of persons are now downplaying respect to elders. That's a dangerous ground they are treading. This is an unpopular opinion. You probably want to switch this off right now, but I'm going to say it. You can't downplay respect to elders. I'm not saying go and bow your head for someone who is not um, acting in an honorable manner. Scripture says you should honor the hard head. But Know those who carry what you are looking for and give them that honor. Humility. Ha. Humility. There are certain, I've said, I, 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 I say this over and over and over again. I said, 
it's not every information you can buy with money. There are some information that you buy with blood. Like, you buy it with your loyalty to that person. It will never be revealed to you no matter how much you think you can bring or no matter how hardworking you think you can be. It is only given to you to the degree that you humble yourself. So, humility is a major key and nobody is going to teach you how to be humble. You got to humble yourself. You have to instill it in yourself every time. The consciousness that I have not arrived and what ends me the opportunity to learn more is my ability to bend my head the more I am learning. Humility is very, 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 very critical in our time now. Very, very, very critical. A lot of persons are going down because they can't be humble. Ah, they go ahead, me. <laughs> okay, who was the second key out of the four keys? Number one, humility. Number two, honesty. 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 Do you know how hard it is to find an honest person in today's world? Do you know how hard it is to find someone who is free from fraud or deception? Someone who is truthful, who is genuine, who is real, who is plain, reputable, respectable, worthy. Do you know how hard it is? It's painful, but with the little I know about the passing generation, because... I've always felt more comfortable growing up with people who are older than me. And even right now, I feel more comfortable being in the presence of my fathers than it's my uh, age or something. When I mean by comfortable, I don't mean like in a disrespectful way, but I mean I find more value being in, privileged to be in the gathering of where my fathers are. So I just draw wisdom and draw life from them than where my mates are. But one thing that makes them put people out of their presence after the lack of humility is honesty. Jesus, if they can't trust you, man, there's a whole lot you're not going to know about them. And you know the funny thing about this passing generation? You can't force them to talk. They have the wisdom to, <laughs> to put you away without telling you the exact thing you need to know. They will go and tell someone else, I want to profit with it, you will be there. Honesty, 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 honesty. Super, super, super important that you are honest. The third key to receiving the four things we mentioned earlier. Don't forget the four things we mentioned earlier. The blessing, we mentioned knowledge, we mentioned access to people, that relationships, then we mentioned material possession. And now the keys to receive those four things. We mentioned humility, we mentioned honesty. The third one is Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is so simple yet so powerful. Jesus gave us the simple formula. He said, He that is faithful in little is faithful in much. He did not say he will be faithful in much. He said, He's already. The proof that you will handle much well is your ability to handle little. So oftentimes, these elders, they will test us and give us things that look seemingly little and tiny for us to handle. Especially things that, con- that concerns their own business. God often uses these things to test us to see how well we can manage the one he will give to us. If we can be faithful stewards to another man's property, then we can be faithful stewards to his own property. Because everything we are doing on this earth is stewardship. All stewardship. So what looks like our own is actually kept in our care for God. So God first tests us, can you hold another person's own 
interest before I give you my own to hold interest because my own is usually heavier. <laughs> so faithfulness. I once heard the story of a very quite popular person in Nigeria who he was serving under someone, working diligently and very, very faithful. And one day, one day, his boss just called him and told him he has been so faithful and he was proud of him that he was so diligent to his work that he can't deny him the opportunity to go out and be established on his own, that he can't keep him anymore. And as a way to support him, that boss gave him a grant of 200 million naira in one day. Remember what I said about having a million dollars in one day? Someone was giving two... This, this is a real life story. I'm not, I'm not faking things up for you. I just can't mention his name, but real life story. In one day, someone was giving 200 million to go and start up. If he was to save to get 200, do you know how many years he will save? Hey! But his faithfulness brought him all that in such a short time. The thing is, when you are serving, it, it may look like time is going, but when the blessing will come, aye, when these things will be transferred to you, the magnitude in which they will come, they will make those years of your service look so small and insignificant. Okay, let me not say insignificant. They are actually very significant. But those years of your serving will look so small compared to the dividends you received. And lastly, gratitude. Of the four keys, humility, honesty, faithfulness, and gratitude is a, is a multiplier. Whatever you are grateful for, appreciate. Uh, one thing that tickles the passing generation so much is when you see a youth who is very grateful. Even if you just want, just, no matter how small it is, you show gratitude. It thrills them. It, 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 it drives them to want to give you more. Like, what? You are so grateful for this, man. I'm pouring out every other thing I have on you. I'm giving it all on you. All on you. All on you. All on you. So that's it. Four things you must receive. The blessing, knowledge, access to people, material possessions from this passing generation. The keys to receiving these things. Humility, honesty, faithfulness, gratitude. These things, they come to us as we diligently serve. They come to us as we diligently serve. Someone may be asking right now, but heaven, I don't have who to serve. There's always someone to serve. If you don't have a biological parents to serve, you should have a spiritual father. Go serve him or your boss in the office. Be faithful to him. Whether he's a cool guy or not, be faithful. Be faithful because your father in heaven is faithful. <laughs> Be faithful. Alright? Some may say, eh, I don't want to serve. I want to be a mouth. That's fine. That's cool. My podcast is not always for everybody. It's not every topic I discuss that you must find value in it. It's all, it's perfectly okay if you don't want to serve. Fine. Stay on your own. After all, what I shared here is for those who have understood that they don't have all the time in the world to hustle everything on their own. But there's an advantage that can transfer tangible and intangible things into their life if they will just follow it. So those are the people I'm talking to today. Eh? Yeah, those are the people I'm talking to today. As for you, maybe on the other day, there's something else that would, that would throw you. 
Okay, people. So this is where I'm going to stop today. If you've found this podcast very helpful and insightful, I want you to do two things for me. Ah, my phone. I'm not going to cut it anyway. So that you know it's my phone that did it. <laughs> I actually edit this thing out too. No, I'm not editing it. We enjoy it together. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, do two things for me today. Number one is I want you to share this podcast with a friend. Share with someone who you know needs to hear this message right now. Number two, reach out to me. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Heaven Umuna. I want to have your feedback. Tag me on your tweets. Take a screenshot. Tag me. Um, reach out to me on WhatsApp. Hey, WhatsApp link will be somewhere in the show notes of this um, episode. I want you to know that I'm just here every day to strengthen your conviction about life. Um, I hope to keep doing this, contributing my quota to you, showing you simple things you can do so that you can go on and keep influencing your world. So, until when I come your way, keep being influential.